everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Last segment, Liliana, you made some points and drew analogies around bodies of water. And I was reminded of the fact that you and I both raised our kids in San Clemente, lived there for 35 years. It's an amazing little beach town and we love it there. It's home. We'll be home forever. But I remember that all the moms, most of the parents that raised their kids in San Clemente, the high school, for God's sake, had a beautiful ocean view, right? We knew our kids were running to the water every chance they got. So what did we do? We put them into junior lifeguard. Mm-hmm. And why? We needed them to understand riptides. Really, we didn't want them to drown. And there was no keeping them out of the water. Right, yeah. And what do we do with riptides? What it was the first thing they teach them? To just relax. Relax and go with it. Yeah. Exactly. You go with it until don't struggle. You intuitively will know. Until the eddy takes you out. <laughs> That's right. They'll find, yeah. You'll find a way out yeah. if you mm-hmm. go with it. I want you to talk about that in the context of th- things we've both had to do in our lives. So I think we touched on them in the last two segments. Go with it until you have an out. Right. Talk about that in terms of the metabolic systems that you're really an expert on. Yeah. Well, you know, it it was really interesting. I was talking to a patient the other day and we were just talking, like they were saying, you know, I wish I could like, when I have an emotion and and it doesn't feel good, like you told me to name it. And then you, this is how I kind of look at it. I said, think of you're like a fireman, you know, right? Fireman's always on calls, you know, for the next crisis or what have you. And so when they get this call, what do they do? They slide down the pole. They're going to go meet the, you know, the, the, the situation, right? So I said, same thing. You know, when you have an emotion, you want to name it. And if it's a reaction, like say, like Virginia, you start out with the emotions of anger and sadness. And well, I want to distinct something. I, I want to draw a distinction here because you're saying something really important. I help people identify feelings, yes. which are a function of the soul. Yes. And then the emotions are different. They're the limbic system, the external. Yes. So they got to identify the feeling behind the emotion. For example, we see people get angry all the time. But the feeling behind anger is usually pain, shame, guilt, regret. But it's not anger. If we react to the anger, we're going to miss the pe- person's heart. So we want people to begin to identify their feelings so they can understand their emotions. Right. Right. Yeah. And then kind of going back to the surrender and the water and, and the right. fluidity. Right. And so, so I say, okay, well, first name the feeling. Okay. But it has to be a, a, an emotion. Get to it. To, if it's a reaction, like I'm feeling abandoned, that's a perception. All right. But underneath it all is I'm feeling unlovable. I'm feeling sad. What does it make you feel? And if you slide down the pole, you'll usually find when you hit the ground, you're moving towards a limiting belief about yourself. Okay. And so when you get to that limiting belief, you say to yourself, okay, this is a yes or no question. It can't be yes, but, or no, but it has to be yes or no. Like, let's just say self-worth, which is basically a universal, you know, belief system. Okay. I'm not enough. So then you just say, okay, well, let me have a, a, which means I would have to be not enough in every aspect of my life. I'm not enough of a good mother, of a good sister, of a good daughter, of a good wife, of a good friend, of a good, right. And then you say, well, no, no, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. Right. So then you say, well, that is not true. 
Okay. And then how do you reconcile that feeling that you have? Okay. So then you might say to yourself, all right, how can I accept this and really accept it and let it go? And actually, rather than, you know, pretending like I, you know, I understand this or I solution oriented it some way is to trust that whatever it, that first thought that comes to your mind, trust it. And, 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 and you'll watch how it will reveal itself weeks later that you made the right decision. Like, um, I had an example where, um, a friend of mine, I invited her to something and she couldn't afford to go. So I said, maybe get a hold of this person. Maybe you could, you know, go for free. So she got to come for free. And I was so happy because she's got four stage breast cancer. And I, and I was really happy that she could go to this thing. So, um, I was really excited. The person was coming from uh, Europe and so forth. So we all, we went together and then the next day they were that gentleman, uh, that teacher was having an event for two more days, right? Well, she got invited to come and I didn't right now so for me she didn't tell me she was just gone MIA the whole day and I was like but I did get it I did get a little thing saying oh you know I met with these people and and we had lunch together it was so much fun we got to bond and I'm like on the other end of going why didn't I get to go? Right. Yeah. Included, yeah. right. So I, so I, so I said, okay, what are you feeling right now? And this is why it's so important to actually break this stuff down. I said, well, I'm feeling angry. And I said, well, no, you're not feeling angry because feeling angry means you're feeling you're being threatened by something, you know, <laughs> that you think intentionally that they're doing. Okay. Well, what do you feel? Oh, I'm feeling a little jealous that she got to do that. And, and I hurt. didn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then underneath that, but then I, then I even went down into feeling not just, jealous but disregarded you know in regards to you know you know right not considered well that's still a perception and keep going down Liliana and I said oh maybe they that she impressed upon them more than you did and so they invited her and not you it all adds up mm. to unworthiness right so I went right to that yeah. self-worth and then at the end of the day after I said no I'm fully worthy of, of of that event then I said maybe it wasn't for me Mm-hmm. And just that thought alone allowed me to let it go, have a beautiful conversation with her, reconcile that whole kind of, you know, what I had going on in my head because we love each other, you know, and, and could get over that rather than holding on to it and maybe maybe me holding back my mm-hmm. gifts to her. Yeah. Right. We talk about that in the yeah. context of lies that but derail us. Absolutely. But three or four weeks later, I realized why it wasn't for me to have because there was an entanglement that she got into. And so it was not mine. See, so if you can just trust and have patience, maybe you're not going to get the answer like two days later or even that day. But if you just trust, you know, it, you know, it'll reveal itself to me and I don't have to have the angst for another week or what have you. So it's really important to break it down. Yeah, and understand. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And understand the things. And Natalie knows I'm big on this, but the things we want aren't the things we need. Yeah. And while you're telling that story, I'm reminded of, well, make sure you tell them this or make sure you, you know, they want this or they want to get this. And I'll never forget. I don't know if it was you or Randy Lee or somebody else. I said, you know, I, I don't ever, I'm, I never concern myself about what people want. I have to be very present and discern and determine what they need by what they tell me they want. Which could be painful for them to hear sometimes. Painful and it can be very difficult and you have to listen very carefully and you have to be open to the discernment that comes and hopefully the wisdom that comes as you surrender these conversations and, and lift everybody up to prayer. What people want is not in my 
realm of even thinking. It's giving them what they need. Right. And the body, however, will always take what it needs. Absolutely. The brain will make sure it doesn't (laughs) care about that conversation. So tell us how disease states develop from emotions and feelings that emote, that become very confusing, and people pursuing what they want at the expense of what they need. If I don't get that right, I can't help somebody step into freedom. I know what they want. I want a lot of things that I don't need. You didn't need that drama. You didn't need that dynamic. What you needed was what God showed you through your patience. God wanted you to understand what you need to understand beyond what you wanted. So tell me how that manifests, how emotions state manifest in states of disease. Well, I'd what say, does that look like? Yeah, I'd say like, you know, statistically 95% is influenced by lifestyle and environment. 30, 35%, I think that more like 35 is influenced by what you consume, what you eat, right? <clears throat> but so think of that 95% your environment. So again, we're talking about not only generational patterning in the womb, but the life you continue to adapt to. We're all adaptable creatures, okay? You get into a relationship, maybe it's toxic, but for whatever reasons you feel that it's serving some purpose, you maladapt to not being authentically you. Well, when you're not authentically yeah, you, and when to you lies. suppress your emotions and you become passive aggressive and, you, and you're not heard, seen, and felt, well, then you start to create an internal storm. And yeah. that, and those emotions are going to affect a certain organ system. So again, you know, when this let's is, go through organs and systems, okay. let's be really specific. All right. So you were talking about the pineal gland in regards to Jordan and the tumor, in the right? womb, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So the pineal gland is all about insight. It's all about intuition. It's the production of melatonin. It's all about the cycle of life, right? So oftentimes when we are overly in the future, right, we're in the intuitive, trying to be too knowing, then that can overstimulate the pineal gland, Mm -hmm. right? So when we don't use our intuition and we're very much a vague intellectual thinker, then that also can create a deficiency in the pineal pineal gland gland. as well. And we're hurrying. We're hurrying. We know this is important. These things, these are pressing ideas and things, yeah, and it's completely... Right. And, and also now think about oh, you know, the pineal gland here is what we would consider the third eye, the mm-hmm. opening, the awakening. Right. And so, again, it also is a spiritual center as well. So the, the pituitary, right, it's going to lean more toward right, the master intricate organ mm-hmm. and it's going to be the one that gives direction to everything. So that's the spiritual center. Right. So, again, you know, when we are not spiritually rooted, then we feel very unstable in our lives. And so when you have an illness, for example, it can shake that stability for you because all of a sudden you feel like the rug got pulled out from underneath you. So that that's a different organ system. That is what we would consider the constitutional organ system of the colon, the base, the lower part of the spine. So again, if you've lived a life where there's been uns- there's been a lack of stability in your life, uncertainty, you know, traumatic issues where you know your food and water, you know, just basic needs were not met, then you don't feel safe in life. And not so you immigrant could, immigrating. Yeah. So you could create an overactive nervous system mm-hmm. with high adrenal and high cortisol, and that creates inflammation. And all inflammation is a starting process for all disease. 
I see so that. From top to we bottom, saw whether that. it's the spiritual center or the set, right? But remember, you've got top to bottom. That's it's right. Be, it makes a very strong connection when you're mm-hmm. in alignment. And so again, as you just kind of look at all the organ systems, as far as the um, the throat is all, uh, the thyroid, this is all about the right to speak my truth, the right to know my truth, the right to be heard, the right to get back what I want to hear. So when people suppress their their needs, right? Because you can get an adverse uh, reaction as a child. I say something and someone says, that's stupid. Oh, that didn't feel very good. Or I say something and they say, well, why do you think you deserve that? So again, we start to guard ourselves in regards of our ability to be able to feel safe in our ability to speak our truth. Right. And I want to say something because it's a trigger word for me. Uh And I know what you mean by what you're saying. But there are opinions. We all have opinions. And then there's truth, capital T, truth. So you can have an opinion that doesn't make it true. But everyone has the right to speak their opinion. So I wanted to interject when Liliana is saying my truth, I want her to, I want everybody to understand that what she's saying is as an individual, you have the right to give your opinion and you must, and we all need to be tolerant of everybody's opinions because they breathe, they live, they have a soul in a body and we need to recognize that. And I don't want to confuse it with the contemporary terms of my truth. Yes. Correct. Your yes. truth. No, absolutely. No, there is truth. In there. Yeah, yeah. Think, no, I think, because I know what you no, mean. No, I just want to clarify you that. Know, and, and so again, in an observation, right, when we, when we have had accurate acknowledgement as a child, I can sit in my truth while you're uncomfortable with mine. Mm-hmm. Sit uh, in your opinions and communicate your opinions. Truth, even yeah. though you're uncomfortable, uh, I'd like you to believe what I what I'm saying. But if you don't, that's okay. I don't judge you. Please don't judge me. That's right? where the tolerance that you mentioned comes in. Yeah, absolutely. You got to have it because when we're not tolerant of each other's opinions and mm-hmm. each other's perceptions and each other's evaluation of things. And by the way, there can be strong debate around things, but when we're not tolerant, we really diminish ourselves. And our ability to reason. We're yeah. not able to reason, to reason if we're not tolerant yeah, right. and able exactly. to hold these two ideas together. Yeah. And we, and, and that's one of the tragic things that has happened in education. Yeah. And that's why this country's in the mess it's in. Liliana, I bring this up all the time, but people are becoming so sick yeah. and mental illness is becoming the problem that it is, I think it is a single most important crisis facing the United States, facing our, not just our nation, the world. And the reason is because we're not respecting these laws of nature, these things that are self-evident and appeal to our natural affections. We all need to be heard. We all have an opinion. We need to create education systems. We need to create paradigms. We need to create healing information. We need to create medical information that that establishes a platform where when somebody speaks, you shut up and listen. Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, in my opinion, the foremost authority on trauma, he's my professor, studied trauma with him for one year. I'll tell you, he's gone rogue. (laughs) And he said in one of the lectures that he gave around trauma, if you are a practitioner, if you're in the mental health industry, if you're in the in in the field of healing, and for that matter, any industry that serves people, the systems that we are working in are sicker than the people we're working for exactly that we're serving. Right. Yeah. And it's time to go rogue. Please, please stop everything and be present. Listen to what people are telling you. And at rest, we do that at nauseum. And our aim is 
is to bring people into alignment with very basic things. If the disruption in the case or in the state of a person is right here, up around this area, anywhere around the brain, even right here, and I want you to break the body system, the systems down in the brain. This has to do with a very specific emotional constitution, whether it's sense of commission, omission, or things that are passed on generationally. There is a reason why there's disruption in the hard wiring between the spirit, the soul, and the body there. Let's peel everything back and we can teach people how to do that in such a way that they can facilitate healing for themselves and each other. We have so many people that want to gift healing to their friends and family members. Due to popular request, we've officially created the Gift of Rest package for purchase. Please go to theplaceofrest.com forward slash wholeness packages to view the Gift of Rest. If you've been listening to our podcast regularly and are now wondering what's next or how can I get more support? Our Day of Rest course is available to support you in your pilgrimage. Use the promo code PODCAST, all lowercase, to receive a 10% discount for our introductory Day of Rest course. Now back to the show. Thoracic area. There is congestion broken here. Something's breaking down. Your skeleton is all bones and it's held together by soft tissue. And there's energy and water and frequencies and vibration that make everything work. So what could possibly be happening in your mind, your heart, your will, your conscience, your relationships, your sphere of influence, what's happened in that of your ancestors or whatever that could be causing some of this, the center cavity, the chest. And I want you to address this in terms of chakra. No chakras are not some bizarre middle Eastern do, 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 do witchcraft stuff. It's real. (laughs) Yeah. It well, is they're, real. They're, they're just energy centers. They're portals energy of the body. Energy centers. And we right? see them. We measure them. Liliana, yeah. you and I can tell what somebody needs to take and not take. Yeah. We can literally help people confirm something's wrong with my liver. Well, let's see. We can do an energy test and confirm that, in fact, something's wrong with her litter, mm-hmm. liver. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting play on words. Litter. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of litter goes through the liver. That's right. Well, you know, so again, a lot of it shows up vibrationally first yeah. before it actually shows the condition. Like what you said, you had intuitive thought that, you know, there was something wrong with my child brain. Right you know, and I, I, you know, I can't go, I should go get an MRI. Well, I can't. Well, what's this crazy mother? Well, she's not the doctor here. But you had a sense. And this is why that it's all it is is energy. Right? Yeah. And her body was made in my body. And look at the crazy shiz I was dealing with yeah. and trying to put together and oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I love the this country and I see the hemorrhaging heart yeah. of a nation. I see what we have to do and everything my dad taught me yeah, and yeah. all this and education. And I got to know more and dig more and get the neuro thing. And you start putting all this together. You're you making think, me anxious just listening. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine what it's like to live in my head. Or, in live, my po- or live or be a child listening to all that. Yeah, in her, you know, exactly. I mean, yeah. And you know what? And I think my kids, it's amazing. My kids survived me. <laughs> I, I say all the time, you know, it's God, thank you. It's amazing. They've survived me. Now I want to sit back and see what they do with the mess I made of a lot of things and also the good things right. that yeah. I poured into absolutely, them. Absolutely. So it's not, so I want to encourage people, you know, yeah, it's all messy. Life's messy. But it's beautiful. There's something beautiful that emerges out of the messes. And I think that's what we dig up and rest. And, and your, your kids are beautiful. Your family is beautiful. Yeah, yeah they are. They are. They're, They're amazing. Wonderful. And and I see and I continue to see, wow, that came from me. 
Yeah. Wow. I was behind that. And in as much as I'm able and, you know, they're busy and they're all doing great things and doing their own thing. But to say, hey, you know, I've been thinking and now a lot of the conversations I want to have with them, right, as time permits, we have a big family, so we're all together all the time. But as time permits, I, I really seek those opportunities to say, gosh, I've learned this and I've realized that and be careful receive the grace, right? Because that came from me and I didn't know it. I didn't see it. And I didn't understand it till I do now, but you go run and be free. This is not your story. It's my story that clung on to you. Right. That's so easy for us to project our story onto those that we love. It's so easy. They're, They're not you. And I mean, I think that's probably one of the biggest faults of a parent, you know, is that well, I would have behaved that way, or I would have done this, or th- why can't they do that, right? But they're not. Well, uh, didn't we think we were supposed to teach them everything we knew so they could go do it? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, go, go, be yeah. a, go be a little better me, okay? <laughs> well, you know, I realized that dad, and it was from a place of fear, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I, was, I started crying the other day just thinking, Liliana, my dad left an inheritance, left influence, left position. He walked away from everything but with a shirt on his back and everything he had in his heart and the knowledge he had on a grant to come here to the United States because he saw what was happening yeah, the chaos. as an influence. Yeah, the chaos yeah. was spreading through the world. Yeah. Cuba, I mean, the First World War, Second yeah. World War. And of course, we saw what was emerging in Cuba. And then we see the centralization in the beginning of one world government things that were starting to happen in the early 1950s. Nobody understood that. He didn't know. He had an intuition in a sense and thought, I got to get my family out of here. There's too much enthusiasm for worldviews that have been tested. They don't work. Socialism. And Liliana, I remember seeing my dad get in fist fights with my uncles over these things and by the way as you know i'm writing a book and the context for rest is these deeper narratives woven into all of our stories and hopefully i'm going to be able to guide people through hey wait a second before you despair in your cancer and your autoimmune diseases or all the crappy things you did as a parent hold your horses here for a second here's you know i want to inspire you with my story i want to instruct you with our story as human beings and i want to equip you and with your story and get that narrative in this book so that it can be an instrument of healing for people because i make perfect sense and what happened with my daughters and how i parented and everything makes perfect sense in the context of my own story right yeah yeah, yeah. and the traumas and how they lodge into our bodies and they go on generationally Right. Oh, yeah. And I want to get back to the truth in regards to that, that we were talking about the thyroid, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you start over with the head real quick? Just give us a yeah. quick view. Okay. So so kind of think of the pituitary gland as a master endocrine organ. So it kind of gives direction to everything. So it's like God force, okay, life. And so oftentimes when I'm talking about the truth, I'm even talking about the divine truth to be revealed to us. I mm-hmm. ask God that all the time, especially when I'm in a quandary of something. You know, when I was going through, you know, my last breakup, I was just like, you know, God revealed the truth to me and sometimes it comes in harsh ways, yeah. but you know, you just have to just trust and move in the direction. So that's the pituitary can. The pineal is about, you know, the future, the what ifs, Foresight. you know, uh, and also the need to control as mm. well. Okay. Yeah. And then you've got the thyroid, which is all about the ability to feel safe 
to speak your truth, knowing that your truth is going to change according to what you're exposed to. Okay, just like look how much you and I have grown since we've known each other. And so different, different, what we've been exposed to, the education, the teachers, things of that nature, our truth begins to evolve, right? So there's not one little soapbox to stand on in life, but you, we were talking about mm-hmm. observing. And if we can observe, if we can really come from an observational point of view, I'm observing this behavior is because I didn't sleep well last night. It's not because I'm lazy. Then mm-hmm. there's no evaluation. And if there's no evaluation, there's no judgment. So yeah. if we can all come from an observation point of view when it comes to to look at what is bothering us in any way, shape, or form, then it's going to be so much easier. When you're looking at the heart area, all issues concerning the heart, uh, uh, dreams that are not fulfilled, sadness, you know, big T traumas, uh, expectations that were never met, and uh, uh, pain, sadness, grief, grief abandonment, kind of uh, and also too is secrets, right? And uh, and and shame that can can happen, especially in in, in a child abuse situation, or so, betrayal. Betrayal, betrayal, abuse, abandonment. Yeah. You know, when you, when you get, when you get upset and you get angry, you know, you get your blood pressure goes up, your lungs constrict, all of these things. So, um, the lung about sadness, the heart about grief and sorrow and loss, right? And then you go down even further. And the lungs also fear of death. Yeah. Yeah. Fear of death, right? And, and and I always tell my patients, you know, we all know we're going to die, right? So we, we all agree with that, but it's not new. No, but what we're afraid of, is how and what it's going to feel like. Yeah. Okay. And I have a story about that, but as we can continue down the body here. For our last segment, I want you to start with that story. I'll start with that story. So then just remember, you've got the vagal nerve that goes from the brain all the way down to the stomach. So all of that's happening in the GI system, that's why they call it the second brain, Mm. is influencing the entire body, right? The gut. The gut, yeah, the gut feelings, that's why they call them that. So then if you go down to the solar plex area, this is all about... Who am I? You talked, asked me a while back, you know, what do you think causes disease and the lack of authenticity, mm. the lack of the ability to stand strong in your convictions and to, to recognize that, you know, you, you know, you're living life out of your perception, but out of your ancestry as well. So if I want to, if I want to know who I am, let me look back at my history of my life and also my ancestors. Right. And so the third is uh, chakra is all about, um, you know, who am I? How do I see myself? How does the world see me? So this is where self-esteem exists. So I tell my patients, you cannot buy a self-esteem. You can go ahead and have the beautiful Ferrari car. You can have the, you know, gorgeous, you know, Masoni outfit on, whatever. But you can feel really good. And from the outside, you look, wow, she must have made it. She must be this and that. But inside, you're still trying to prove, am yeah. I enough? Am yeah. I enough? And there's not anything that from the outside world that can make you feel enough. That's an acquired in, in the house. I see you. I feel you. I hear you, right? I see you. I see you, I hear you, and I feel you. Even though I don't ask for your aid, you come to me because like you, like as a mother, you intuitively can read your child, right? And then you go down even, uh, so this whole uh, fourth chakra, I wanted to go back to that, you know, because we were talking about, you know, the effect of this not, is also breast cancer, right? Unrest mm-hmm. in the nest. It's right, right in the center and of the, the chest. Yeah. And also time, also too, it's like the inability to be able to help a child, right? To feel at loss with that. 
So, so many times with breast cancer, I see this a lot, you know, mother-daughter wounds, this issue of trauma in the home, shame, guilt, sorrow, secrets, things uh, that are, you know, more of the T, the big T traumas, right? Like yeah. sexual abuse. And it's such a frequency, right? It's just amazing to me that how, you know, I you, I can see case after case and, and kind of have an understanding of of the roots of, of, of these things, right? And what we see a lot of too, Liliana, and I just want to mention this also, if your right hand right it's the left breast generally that's associated with those traumas you mentioned but if you're right-handed and it's your right breast it's with a man in your life right betrayal right abandonment right abuse so those two breasts have significant consequences in manifesting what's going on in your private life it's gotten to, I want to address this too, and you and I would say this all the time, I've just gotten to the point where I'd rather somebody tell me absolutely nothing. That's why I like when they fill out their paperwork. <laughs> um, yeah. And I've, I've, I toy around with this back and forth. But if I can see scans, brain patterns, EEGs, you know, labs, yeah. and... We know the disease that they're struggling with, what a doctor diagnosed them with. We pretty much know what's going on in their life and in their home. Absolutely. Or what they're secretly, or whatever secrets are buried alive, or whatever mysteries they might not even know of. But we can go right to the heart of the emotional constitution that's causing the disease. So that's that's amazing. It's huge. I mean, because many physicians overlook this. They don't ask you how your relationship is with your husband or your children or things of that nature. Because they've got 15 minutes to get you in and out yeah you know, so these this topic usually never surfaces up and they're not um, trained no they're not they're not trained, trained and right, i yeah. think that's why we're wanting this information to get out so right. that people can have a basis and feel a measure of freedom and right. saying wait i don't have to be afraid of all this stuff right no absolutely right so so as we continue down you know we think of the chakra or the solar plex chakra it's also involved with the pancreas so again if i don't feel good about myself i want to go eat carbohydrates so it's like you can, it can unregulate your blood sugar. So a lot of times, you know, when we see that, you know, I'm always looking at how when people are overweight, they don't feel good about themselves, right? When they're, they're have fatigue or they've got, you know, other issues that they don't feel like they're fully vibrant. They don't feel good about themselves. There's a, there's a depressive state. So you, you gotta, you gotta look at it from a whole human being. In terms right. Of perspective, and we got to put right? this into context because, you know, I grew up, my whole family is of European descent. I grew up in Montevideo, but I lived for my grandfather walking in the door three times a day with fresh baked bread from the bakery. Oh yeah, well, and all the pastries. Who would live for that? Okay, yeah, that's and guess a perfect what? That dopamine is, hit. That man. is like oh yeah, oh no. And every afternoon, yeah. every oh, yeah. afternoon, there was that pink box that came with tissue paper <laughs> and pastries and croissants and everything for tea. Oh my goodness! And so there's that part of community that's oh, so yeah. wonderful oh, and absolutely. lovely too. Yeah. So I don't want everybody to. I don't want everybody to go into extremes with all this stuff. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Know that there's conditional yeah. things. And, and wine, we, you know, we didn't have a meal that they didn't serve wine to right. everybody. I grew up with wine at the table since I'm a little tyke. They put wine in my water. But so there's cultural things, oh, you know, there's, so we got to put context, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And yeah. you with your shots of tequila. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. You know, but so, so, so again, you know, what we kind of want to look at is where is the disease located? Yeah. What's going on in your life? 
what has been your history, what has been your family's history, so we can really start to get to the roots of it all. You know, when people have yes. GI issues, right, it's the future. The, you know, again, it, we talked about the pineal being the future, but this is about worrying about the future, not just my future, but my children's futures and my friends. So Stomach cancer? Uh, well, you know, this could be just any GI issues. This any could be GI. any from, you know, irritable bowel syndrome to Crohn's disease to, you know, like cancer, colon, because the whole, the whole, uh, what we would consider the second chakra, it's all watery organs, including your reproductive cycle. And so again, you know, we, we, we'd say, okay, oftentimes with abuse too, we see a lot of this, if GI issues, you can see children mm-hmm. in a home that has a lot of stress and unrest in their nest mm-hmm. is that they have a lot of gut Stomach issues, problems, allergies, yeah. eczema, psoriasis. Those are all autoimmune mm-hmm. issues that are being caused mm-hmm. by the stress of the home and the environment. And, and college students and I'm oh realizing my God, there's so much anxiety right now. Yeah, in, between in the, the ages. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I'm in debt. I have all this money that I owe, and yet I don't see job opportunities. How am I going to live? How am I going to support myself? And you just feel generally unprepared. Like unprepared, it doesn't matter yeah. how much of school you go to. You walk out and you're like, okay, I have this pe- piece of paper. Now what? Kind of I don't know how to do my taxes. I don't know how to start my own business. I don't know how yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and going back to, um, what was the disease you just met? Irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. yeah. And and colon issues and digestive issues and it's stomachs. All, it's, it's an epidemic. And it's, it's, it's epidemic and it does come from worrying about what about my future. Right. Yeah. So those of you that are listening to the podcast, and it's the, a lot of our listening audience is between the ages of 22 to 47, right? 24, 22 to, yeah, 24 22 to 47. 47. Yeah. Imagine that. That's yeah. our listening audience, which That's is fantastic, yeah. by the way. Yeah. But there you go. So you might want to get with some friends, listen to our courses. And Liliana, we're going to make some uh, your whole program, eating program, available. So we're going to give you some great resources. And we have them online now for you to say, hey, wait a minute. Let's start listening to this stuff in community. Let's have these conversations. And let's deal with this fear. Is it really rational? No. The greater the darkness, the more the opportunity for light. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. reconcile. Look, the fear is legitimate, right? Seriously, you're not crazy. It's We're all seeing it. And there's an opportunity to do things differently in ways that have never been conceived or thought of. And and I, I want to draw everybody's attention to the first podcast we started recording with Liliana because it all began with this dream of doing something amazing of running and then you're saying what the heck everybody squelched that dream right everybody undermined that dream but that dream ultimately took her to understanding these deeper things so don't look to your relatives to fulfill or not don't look what they did or didn't do don't look to your neighbor about the economy or what's happening look to your dreams look to your god-given talents your your resources and then look that this is not our darkest hours our finest moment to really thrive yeah yeah so good thanks liliana you're welcome it's fun and then we'll see you in the next segment okay perfect for updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to theplaceofrest.com forward slash donate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week. <laughs>